Welcome to Wellspring, a spoken word podcast to pour out gospel truth into the hearts and minds of Christians and empower them to live it out. The theme of season one is contrary. We'll be looking at how the gospel compels us to live contrary to popular opinion, no matter the earthly consequences, no matter the discomfort, no matter the cultural pushback, because Jesus is worth it. Today's word is about church, the misunderstood, commercialized, neglected, precious, beautiful body and bride of Christ. As Christians, we are part of the body, the global body, which is a wonderful thing. We are also called to be part of a local body. How do we view that local body? Do we desire to be involved with it? This is Wellspring. When you hear the word church, what do you think of? Maybe it's stained glass, maybe it's flannel boards, maybe it's worship music, maybe it's being bored, maybe it's a pastor, maybe it's Sundays, maybe it's small groups, maybe it's Jesus' face. Church means a lot of things to a lot of people. Some bad, some good, some indifferent. And while it may be an institution that our culture often has a problem with, we can't claim Christ without claiming His bride. We can't live out our faith without being willing to participate in the work He's doing through His church. God gets things done, not just through one or two, but through an entire group working together for the sake of His glory. And yes, We get it wrong. We get distracted. We get greedy. We get self-righteous, self-absorbed, self-reliant, self-congratulatory. We get legalistic. We get needy. We get focused on buildings and programs and the number of attendees. We get it wrong because our hearts and our deeds aren't capable of perfection. And if we really understand this in relation to the gospel and our own personal depravity, Why is it so hard for us to accept that this transfers over into our mass gatherings? We are willing to admit our own sin, our need for a Savior, to get on our knees, praying for His grace and favor, accepting it, and then striving to follow after Him in our own lives. But when our church lets us down, too often this is not our response. Instead of falling on our knees, we walk out the door. Instead of praying for grace and favor, we decide we need to explore. There must be a church out there that better fits our needs, where the people aren't so weird and the music isn't so contemporary, where the preaching isn't so dry and there are donuts in the morning, where the kids' ministry is booming and the small groups aren't boring. That's not too much to ask, right? That's not too high an expectation. But before we start making demands, we need to reevaluate our own role in this equation. Who are we in relation to the church? If we believe what the Bible says, we are part of the body. We are not an accessory, a hat, or some shoes which the body could go on with or without, whichever it might choose. We are essential. An eye, or an arm, or a heart, or an ear. And if we really believe this, we would not see the church as the problem. We would see ourselves as the problem. So when we visit a church and we don't feel seen, 
Maybe it's because we, as the I, are not fulfilling our role. When we visit a church and no one gives us a hug, maybe it's because we, as the arm, are not fulfilling our role. When we visit a church and don't feel its passion, maybe it's because we, as the heart, are not fulfilling our role. When we visit a church and we don't feel heard, maybe it's because we, as the ear, are not fulfilling our role. What can we do so that the body grows and builds itself up in love? What can we do to function within our gifts and strengths? What can we do to serve the needs of our local and global church? What can we do to take what we've received through Christ and extend that grace? Let's start with these questions next time we begin to place blame. Of course, all this is not to say our presence at a church will fix all its problems or that once we're serving, the struggle will magically go away. Because even our own personal bodies, though having all their necessary parts, are burdened by sin. They break and bleed and decay. So too, our church bodies, though needing all their parts, are burdened by sin. And they too groan and long for the day when each member, each body is fully glorified in the perfect presence of Jesus, worshiping and forever praising His great name. But until then... We are called to not neglect meeting together. We are to devote ourselves to teaching and fellowship and sharing meals and possessions, day by day living life together and giving to the needs of those around us. Church is simple and beautiful, and it's just like us as humans to take something simple and beautiful and make it complicated and messy. But praise God. He is in the business of using complicated, messy bodies to fulfill His purposes. He is in the business of using broken, dysfunctional bodies to carry out His mission. He's been doing it for centuries. So if we're not effectively participating in the work God has placed before the church, we're not holding Him back at all. We can't take away from His glory. We're just missing out on the joy of being a part of a greater story. Church is not an option for those who want to participate in kingdom work. And yes, there are seasons of transition or change which lead us to different church bodies. But in our settled day-to-day state, we are meant for community for so many reasons. To encourage and be encouraged, to learn and grow in our faith, to be refined and sanctified by truth, to receive and extend grace, to practice submitting to authority, to serve and utilize our gifts, to disciple those a step behind, to be discipled by those a step ahead, to worship in song with fellow believers, to remember through communion Christ's body and blood, to stand united in the essentials, to be diverse in the non-essentials and all things to love as God has first loved us to forgive as God first forgave us. We cannot do these things alone. So just as we'll worship side by side in our eternal home, let us do the same here, side by side, loving the church, fighting for the church, serving the church, honoring the church for the sake of our King glorified. The complaint that church is boring is never made by people in awe. 
This was said by R.C. Sproul, and it forces us to ask some serious questions. Are we in awe of God? Are we in awe of what He can do for His kingdom through the members of His church? Are we in awe of His magnificence, so much that our hearts overflow with worship alongside brothers and sisters in Christ? Are we in awe of the grace that allows us to be in His presence? A lot of things would fall into place if we stopped thinking so much about what we don't like about church and started focusing on being people in awe of Jesus Christ, the one who loves the church so much that He gave Himself up for her. Too often, our independent culture selfishly claims that Christ died for me and Jesus loves me and all God wants is my heart. And it's not that these statements aren't true, but they're just part of the whole truth that makes up the gospel. For God so loved the world, and He gave Himself up for the lost sheep, plural, for the church, a plurality of people. You can't identify with Christ unless you are willing to identify with that which He gave Himself up for. So let's be people that love the things God loves. Let's be people who are patient with, involved in, serving faithfully, discipling, receiving counsel, giving generously, and glorifying our Savior through the local church. Today's episode was created and produced by Allison Womack. For more resources on how to live out your faith, please visit wellspringcreative.org. For a list of references and scriptures used in today's episode, see the show notes. Until next time, go in the good of the gospel. Thank you.